it's God's Word that holds everything together. It's held your family together this year. It holds your finances together. I'm thankful he's still got the whole world in his hand. My assignment is in 1 Samuel chapter number 16. And we'll start reading at verse number 12. And Jesse sent and brought David in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance, goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel, he took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up went to Ramah, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled Saul. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Uh, let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player of the harp and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, he shall play with his hand and you'll be well, or the Hebrew says, and you'll be made whole. And Saul said to his servants, provide me now, man, that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I've seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, a mighty valiant man, a man of war, prudent in his matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Somebody shout, the Lord is with me this morning. And I want to draw our text just from a portion of verse number 12. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him. And I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning from the subject of an anointing for transition. An anointing for transition. Go ahead and tell uh, two people, I'm anointed for transition. Uh, Father, thank you for your presence. In your presence, there's everything we need. And I ask for this fresh anointing on these lips of clay this morning. And everybody shout in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, now we're seeing in this context a transition. Everybody shout transition. God, God spoke to me and said, 
there's a transition that's taken place in the spirit world, but we have to have a fresh anointing for this season. Now, Mr. Webster said one of the definitions for transition is an abrupt change of energy. The, the anointing that, that's on God's word is going to energize your spirit today and prepare you for this transition. In, in verse number one, the Lord said, Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? See, and I have rejected him. Now, uh, God was saying the past is over and there's a new season of transition that's coming in the nation. Now, now, now Saul was still wearing the crown. He was still uh, sitting on the throne. He was still giving orders, uh, but he was done. Because when God is done with a thing, it's over. Now, Numbers 23, 19 says, if God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he's good for it. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree and the disciples were looking at each other because nothing had happened? Kind of like folks look at each other today when a prophetic word goes out and they don't feel anything or they can't see anything happening. When they came back out of Jerusalem the next day, Peter said, Master, the tree has withered up. And Jesus said, have faith in God. Or when I say a thing, it will come to pass and nothing can stop it. Shout God's word is unstoppable. Now, that'd be part of verse one. God told Samuel, fill your horn with oil and go to the house of Jesse. Now, now Isaiah 10, 27 says that it's the anointing that breaks heavy burdens and destroys demonic yoke. The, the anointing oil was closing uh, the door to the past and opening the door of a brand new future in the nation. Verse number two, Samuel said, how can I go? If King Saul hears of it, he'll kill me. But see, there's protection in the anointing of God. The, the anointing will protect you from danger. It'll protect you from fear. It'll protect you from depression, which can absolutely kill you. It'll, it'll, it'll protect you from spirits of infirmity that, that try to bring you down. And the enemy will say, it's going to always be like this. But when the anointing comes, there's deliverance. When the anointing comes, there's a brand new thing that takes place in your life. No plague can stop it. No virus can stop it because God's word is powerful. It was interesting to me during the pandemic that, that the whole nation wanted to shut down the church. The government said you can go to the liquor store, but you can't go to the church. It's because the devil knows God's word is powerful. His word is quick, it's powerful, and sharper than two any edge of sword. It can get right down in the 
the marrow of your bones today. And if you'll have an ear to hear, God will do some surgery on you today. And he'll cut some doubt and fear and unbelief out of your soul. Only the word can do that. It's a word in season, the engrafted word of God that will save your soul. But the first benefit of the anointing, it'll protect you from attacks, from danger, from destroyers, and from the wicked one. Malachi 4 and 3 says, the anointing will help you tread on the wicked and they shall be ashes under your feet. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, somebody shout all, over all the power of the enemy so that nothing by any means can hurt you. That word power there in the Greek is the anointing of God that will break every yoke off your life. Verse number three, God said, call Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll show you what to do. Now, Samuel's afraid. He's the most powerful prophet here in his season, but he doesn't know what to do. But the good thing was that they all knew what to do. You, you will face situations in your life that you don't know what to do. You don't even know how to pray. Okay? But the anointing knows how to pray. The anointing knows exactly what to do. Jesus called it the spirit of truth. And the good thing about the spirit of truth this morning it won't deceive you. It won't lie to you. It's not a charlatan. It, it, won't, it, it won't mislead you. The spirit of truth will guide you and will show you things to come. And if you'll receive the word of the Lord today, God will show you today what to do in the situation that you don't know what to do. Shout, God's going to show me. Mm-hmm. Now, now, verse 6, Samuel looked at Eliab, and he said, Surely, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and God said, uh, Samuel, you're looking on the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. And... and you know, a, a lot of times preachers will sanitize the scripture and, and, and try to make David into this holy person that carried the anointing of God. He had m- more moral issues than King Saul ever thought about, but David kept his job because he was anointed by God. He was called, God never calls Saul. Okay, see, when God calls you, that calling is in the earth for a lifetime. When God anoints you, your anointing is for a lifetime. Devils can't take it away. You can't even take it away. Shout, I'm anointed by God. And when God calls you, 
when he calls you, he justifies you because the accuser of their brother will come and say, you can't use him. Look what he did last week. Look what he said last week. And Jesus, who is the mediator of the New Testament, he'll tell the devil to shut your mouth. I've justified him. He's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's not that he's right. It's that Jesus is right. And he's never wrong. And he never makes a mistake. When he calls you, baby, you call. Now, God was closing this door on Saul because he had something better. Somebody shout better. See, we get all upset when God closes doors, but he'll only close a door for you to make things better. Because if he left that door open, you would never try the door a better. Shout God's got something better for me in the second half of this year. Mm -hmm. now, now, the second benefit of the anointing, the anointing will lead you to better. And I want to just prophesy while they're putting it on the screens uh, that you're going to run right in to better in the second half of this year. Shout, things are getting better now. God have mercy. Now see, the Bible said it's not in a man to direct his own steps. It, 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 it's not in a man. It takes the Holy Spirit to lead you into better. To lead your health into better. Shut my health's getting better. See, we come to church to rehearse what the word of the Lord says over our life. Your Bible said he would that you prosper and be in good health as your soul's prospering. And baby, your soul is prospering up in God's house here today. Amen. Now, verse number 10, Jesse marched seven, seven of his sons. That boy had been busy. Seven, seven sons. I, I don't know, I've been dedicating babies left and right uh, here lately. There's a spirit of pregnancy on the church. In, in fact, I just prophesy pregnancy. I hear some of you women binding me. You'd rather have a poodle, but I prophesy pregnancy. Quit look at me funny. Sarah got pregnant when she was 90 years old. See, with God, see, Sarah started laughing, but God said, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything that's impossible with me? I can do all things. Samuel said, are these all your sons? And Jesse said, 
Well, the eighth son is on the backside of the desert. He's keeping the sheep. Now, eight is the number of new beginnings. The oil was bringing a new beginning to the whole nation. Now, I was doing my meditations. You may not do this, but I do every morning. When my eyes pop open about 5 o'clock, I start meditating on God's Word. And, and, I, and I'll go through, it's a little ritual, pray for me, but, but, but I'll start thanking God th that all my arteries are still open. I'll start thanking God for the blood of Jesus Christ. That I kind of go in alphabetical order. I'm old school. Y'all pray for me. New school will be back up here next Sunday. But, but, but I, I just start going through uh, the alphabet here. And, and, and I'll start thanking God, number C, letter C, that there's no cancer in my life. And, and H, there's no heart disease in my life. And, and I'll just start thanking him. I'll, I'll go right through and thank him for a sound mind. I may not be the sharpest preacher in San Antonio, but I've got a spirit of love, power, and the spirit of Jesus Christ in my mind. Well, I woke up this morning with my mind. Ooh, stayed on Jesus. And the devil don't like it because my mind is still stayed on Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus, but, 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 but Monday, uh, Monday, this past Monday is, is I got all the way from A to Z. I said, now, you know, I'd like for you to speak to me. And he said, okay, I want you to tell my people that there's a fresh anointing that's going to come on them Sunday morning. So all I'm, do baby, I don't know anything else to say except what he said. Now, now, verse number 12, Jesse sent for David because, because God was doing a new thing. Okay, we serve a God of the new thing. I know some of you came to church this morning thinking we're just going to have church as usual. And that's not going to happen today, baby, because God said, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to put a new anointing on my people, and they'll never be the same in Jesus' name. When God, Isaiah said, when God does a new thing, it'll just spring forth. Suddenly, that's what's happening right now. It's coming on you suddenly. And God said, don't worry about anything. If people are wore out and tired and sleepy and they got sleep in their eyes, he said, as you progress in the word, a spirit of energy will hit you and the congregation and everything will be fine. Shout, I'm getting fine now. In fact, go ahead and tell your neighbor they're looking fine. So, so Jesse, he sends for David, and he brings him in from the wilderness. Ooh, 
Samuel said, now hurry up because we're not going to sit down until he gets here. Oh, God have mercy. On Tuesday, I was praying. In fact, my wife and I were just in the great room. We were sitting down preaching to each other. See, the Bible said when you find a wife, not a girl, but a wife, you done found a good thing, and you just receive favor from the Lord because you'll need his favor to be able to hang with her. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. Uh, help me, Jesus, not to get sidetracked here. Uh, Lord, help me now. So, 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 but what God spoke to me, I was sitting in my recliner. I got this nice recliner. Just, you know, you can hit the, hit the le lever. It just lay you back to where you almost go to sleep if you're not careful. But while I'm in that position, I went into a vision. Now, I know that's weird to some of you, but the Bible says that young men will see visions. It's just a sign I'm still a young man. I'm not Superman, but I'm still a young man. And in that vision, I, I said, baby, God just spoke to me and said, he's speeding up the natural process. And she said, ooh, that's a word. I feel that right there. And I don't know where that fits in your life, but God's speeding that thing up, whether it's in your family, in your finances, in your health, in your money. I don't know what it is. I just know it is. It's part of the isness of God that's still at work in his house here today. Because what God did is what he does. Ezekiel said, what God does, he does forever. He doesn't change his mind. He's not schizophrenic like some of your family members. Mm -hmm. So, so Jesse, Jesse sending for David. Ooh. And then God began to speak to me. And he said, I want you to text this one, that one, and the other one. And then this one and that one. I said, Lord, they're going to think I'm weird. So I was up in my study then. So, so I go to the window and look out, and I go right back into that same vision. Anytime God shows you something twice, if there's double enunciation, that's God trying to get your stubborn attention. So I started texting and texting and texting, and some were not even believers, but I was texting because God, because when God says a thing anymore, I just jump on it, okay? Verse number 12, he sent for David and brought him in from the, see, David had been in the secret place. See, if you'll spend time in the secret place of the Most High, your faith will get renewed. Your strength will get renewed. You'll be able to run and not be weary. 
you'll be able to walk and not faint, but you've got to spend time in that secret place under the shadow of the Almighty or under the shadow of God's Word. Shout amen to that. Amen. So, so, so David, David, uh, he, he, he comes in from the wilderness. He's got sheep dung on his sandals. He's, he's, he's looking a little rough, but he's been in the secret place. And, and, and he, he walks in. Da David wouldn't allow the dryness of the desert to get in his soul. See, I'm talking to some people, you've been in a desert uh, and, and your soul hadn't even woke up yet, but just but but you 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 gotta Katie bar the door and keep that dryness from getting in your soul. See, if you'll let the word of God, your Bible said that God's word is like water. It'll, it'll refresh you. It'll renew you. It'll wash off anything negative that you walked into God's house with here today. If you'll have an ear to hear and a heart to still believe God's word. David had learned how to encourage himself in the Lord. David knew that God still inhabited the praise of his people. Whether you're in a dry place or not, if you'll praise God, he will still show up. In fact, Moses told the people when they were in the wilderness, now if you get lost out in the wilderness and can't, can't find your way, he said, just begin to praise God. If you'll give God a praise, uh, he'll show you the way back home. Uh, somebody said, I got to keep praising him even when I'm in a dry place. See, sometimes you have to offer the sacrifice of praise uh, with the fruit of your lips uh, because in this your God is well pleased. Well, Bishop, I just don't feel like prayer. Baby, it's not about feeling. It's about having faith in God that he's still got your whole family in the palm of his hand and nobody can pull you out. Praise will drive out depression. It'll drive out dryness. It'll drive out depression. It'll drive out negative thoughts and negative voices if you'll just offer a praise unto God because he's worthy. If God's ever made a way where there just seemed like there was no way, I want you to give your God 30 seconds of your best praise. You want God to give you his best. How about we give him our best? Come on, Derek. Wake those drums up. Come on, Lord. Take me to church this morning. We need to spend a moment praising our God and he will inhabit. He'll come right down in your situation. He'll come right down. Somebody help me. You've got 20 seconds to give your God your best praise. Go ahead and take me to church, Lord. You still got 10 seconds. Come on, you're wanting God to do better. He's listening for a better sound.
He's had a gut feel of your complaining and fussing and doubt and fear. It's time to give him a praise. David said, come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and praise his name. Praise his name. For the Lord is good. Bishop, I'm having a bad day. The Lord is good. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how you feel. Oh, I hear my preach coming up in here today. said David learned something that he's trying to teach us today. God still inhabits. Paul and Silas were in a dark place, but when they begin to sing praises, whew, transition took place. Come on, some of you is praising for your family. Some of you pray. The Bible said all the doors were open when Paul and Silas started to praise. Bishop, I still don't feel it. We walk by faith and not by feelings. God's healing somebody's back right now. Be, 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 see, I gotta hurry. Be, 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 see, I, I gotta hurry. One commentary says that David would start rehearsing past victories that were stored up in his spirit. You remember when David was brought in before Saul. The giant was roaring. Your Bible said all of Israel was sore afraid. They're shaking in their boots. Because that giant was big, bad, and ugly. And, and David had never been before King Saul. But the first thing he did when Saul said, you can't do this. You're just a kid. You, you, can't, you can't do this. See, Saul didn't realize David was carrying a fresh anointing on his life to do anything. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through the anointed one. David said, uh, sir, I killed a lion and a bear. In fact, your Bible says that they had each taken a lamb out of David's flock 
He rescued the lamb. He said, King Saul, I took the lion by the beard. Now, how many know a young lion don't grow a beard? He took that joker by the beard and slew him with his own hands. You got to rehearse. See, the devil will give you amnesia and cause you to forget how many times David said, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, my enemies would have already swallowed me up. But he's rehearsing. He's, he's rehearsing. He's rehearsing uh, right in the middle of a battle. He's trying to show us something. If, if you will start rehearsing the promises of God, if if you'll start meditating and speaking the promises of God, especially when you're in the middle of a battle. Ah, Lord have mercy. The third benefit for the anointing that you're going to leave with here today mm -hmm, is God will give you supernatural ability to encourage yourself in the Lord. David had no encouragement whatsoever, not from his brothers. They were criticizing him. They were taunting him, okay? But, but David, David said, now, now what's going to be given to the man uh, that, that kills this giant? Uh, what, what, what's going to be given? Uh, see, I'll get into that in a minute, but be part of 12 uh, the Bible said David came in there with a ruddy complexion. Now, put that up in the Amplified. Put 1 Samuel 16 and 12 up in the Amplified. Classic, Amplified classic. Y'all wake up up there. Quit watching the pregame shows. Your Amplified classic says, preceding don't matter. Okay, Amplified Classic. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, what? 16 and 12, please. Somebody blow the wax out of their ears up there. Oh, there we go. He sent and brought him. Now, David was a healthy, he had a healthy reddish complexion now yeah I hear you I hear you all right now I like that I like a church that'll talk back whether it's crazy or not I still like a church that'll talk back but see when I see red in the scripture I think about the blood now, I know this is too old school for most of you, but, but God spoke to Moses and said, a destroyer is fixing to walk through the whole nation. But if you'll tell the people to apply the blood to the frame of their house, to the frame of their door, when the destroyer sees the blood, he will know that death has already entered into that house. 
And God showed me there's a destroyer still walking through this nation. It's a, it's a spirit of corruption. It's a, it's a spirit of deceit and lies. It's a thief that will rob everything you've got. But when he sees the blood, he has to pass over your whole house. Shout, there's power in the blood. I gathered my little boys up yesterday. They were wanting to get on the four-wheeler. Sammy, he's ready to go. He said, Papa, take me a ride on the four-wheeler. I said, just a minute. We got to get Levi, and we got to plead the blood over your life. He said, the blood? I said, yes, sir. I said, God spoke to me and said, because of all the craziness that's, that's taking place, <laughs> in, in Texas schools, I saw a billboard in California that said, don't move to Texas. They're killing kids in the schools. I mean, they're, 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 of course, they're moving from California by the hundreds. Oh, the thousands. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, but can you believe even that? Well, anyway, uh, so I got them both on my knee. Levi said, I'm too big to get on your knee. I said, get on my knee, boy. Oh, we ain't riding a four-wheeler. And I laid hands on both of them. And I pled the precious blood of Jesus Christ over my kids. The school teacher's not going to do that. The principal's not going to do that. You're going to have to lay your hands... Do you know why God told Samuel to take the horn? Because he just ripped that horn off of a ram. And there was blood and oil in the horn. There's going to be blood in the oil that I release you with here today. And you're going to be able to overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your mouth. Shout there's power in the blood. Ooh. Oh, Lord, I got to be, be, be seated. I got to hurry. I got to hurry now. Uh, the Hebrew says, see part of verse 12. David had a beautiful countenance. Now, the Hebrew says, David walked in humility. Now, Peter said that God will give grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And I'm just going to prophesy a fresh spirit of grace on your life right now in the name of Jesus. Because you're going to need grace to get those kids ready for school. You're going to need grace to get through those long traffic lines. You're, you're, you're going to need grace to keep from cussing people out. But, but, but see, when God sees humility, he releases grace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And here's the thing about grace. When you get grace on you, the Bible said God will then begin to raise you up in due time. So David, he just keeps getting promoted and promoted and promoted because he walked 
in humility. Grace. Grace to manage your afflictions. Instead of accusing God. Grace to manage the ugly. And I hate to tell you this. But the anointing attracts the ugly. Right when you forget about it, it'll jump right back up in your face. Through a call or a text or a tweet or something. But he's given you grace. Shout, I have grace. Grace to manage the unexpected. Now, 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 he, he humbled himself. He humbled himself uh, uh, b- before Jesse uh, and uh, before Samuel the prophet. See, David knew the power was in God's name and not his name. And when you understand the power that's in the anointing, that's in the blood, that's in the name of Jesus, it pleased God the Father to give his son a name that's above every name on earth and under the earth. And at the name of Jesus, you need to get comfortable saying Jesus. See, some of you guys are intimidated. You'll say anything else, but when it comes to saying, I want all the men to shout Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. There's power in that name. Your Bible said devils tremble at the mention of that name. I remember walking into an intensive care room, and I'm, I'm in them about every week now. But I remember walking into an intensive care room with my little bottle of oil. Okay, I, I keep it with me most of the time because the Bible says, you know, we're in jeopardy every hour, not, uh, not every month, every hour. So I walked in there. I was trying to be discreet. So I got my little bottle of oil out because this little one, this little one, was, they said, was dying. The parents called and said, she's got leukemia. She's got acute leukemia, and she's dying. So I walk in there as discreetly as I can. I'm I'm not trying to make a show. I just get my little bottle of oil because I know the Bible still says, if there's any civil shatara bakataya among you, just call for the elders of the church. Come here, Rebecca. I I was trying to preach my best. I had my best Friday night, uh, uh, good Friday service going on. And right in the middle of my message, Rebecca jumps up. I didn't even know her name back then. I don't don't know some of y'all's name now, but don't know my name sometime. But right in the middle of the message, she comes running down the aisle, dancing right out here in the front. And I'm thinking, for God's sake, what in the world? So Mary comes to me and says, Bishop, she hadn't walked in 15 years. In 15 years. And I said, oh, well, that being the case. (laughs) See, when the anointing of God is in the room, anything can happen. Everything can happen. He'll make your feet like hinds feet where you can run through troops and leap over a wall. I wish I had one runner up in this Presbyterian church today.
devil's been lying to you. I know he's been telling you, you'll never be hit. this big biker come in, okay? He comes riding in on a Harley Davidson with a beard down to his belly button. About 6'5". He leans over to his wife, who was a backslidden preacher's daughter, and he said, that preacher's pushing people over. She said, no, I don't think so. She said, I know so. He said, I'm going to prove it. So he comes down and gets right in front of my face. And I got my little vial of oil. And God said, a little dab will do it. I touched him with my index finger on his forehead. He went down like a ton of bricks. It took four men to pick him up. He went back and said, Mama, that thing's for real. Look at your neighbor and say, this thing's for real up in here. Uh, be, be, be seated. I got to hurry. I hadn't, even got, I, hadn't even got to my, I hadn't even got to my message yet. D part of verse 12, David was goodly to look at. The Hebrew word for goodly means he had joy, he had sweetness, and he was well favored. See, the joy of the Lord was David's strength. It didn't matter if he was in the wilderness. It didn't matter if he was facing lions and bears. It didn't matter what he was facing. When he faced Goliath, he knew that the Bashatorabakataya, he knew that the joy of the Lord was his strength. Not, not worldly joy uh, uh, like you'll get when you get a new car and it gets dinged. The, uh, was at the gym the other day. I was parked right beside a brand new car. So what I did, I went up on the curb so that I, I, I wouldn't, you know, no way, no way I could hit that thing. But then, but then the boys come. They come running and saying, Papa, let me get in the truck. We love the truck. Is this your truck, Papa? Can I have this truck one day, Papa? So I unlock the truck. I'm going to open Sam's door. He opens it right into this brand spanking. Still had the paper tag. Spanking new. I said, boys, put your seatbelt on. We're going to have to. Uh. See. See. He didn't even knew it. He didn't even know what's going on. I'm sorry. 
Psalm 16 and 11, God said, in God's presence. David said, in God's presence. That, that's why we encourage you to get to church, because in God's presence, uh, God keeps his eye on his house. He keeps his ear to, he watching you up in here right now. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, pleasure. I know, I know you've, been, you've been looking for pleasure in all the wrong places. The, the, the pleasure comes from the right hand of God. <laughs> Ooh, he'll put sweetness in your life. He'll take that old complaining, griping, and put sweetness. He'll put sweetness. He'll, he'll trade your mourning for, for sweetness, for joy. Now, don't go there. They'll go to sleep. And, and, and the last part of 12, I got to hurry. God said, anoint him at once. This is the one. Anoint him right now. Bring, bring my little vials of oil. I don't even know where they're at, but bring, bring my little vials of oil. I'm, I want everybody, everybody to leave here with, with one today so that you can shake it in the devil's face. Okay. Put one here and put one over there so we don't have a traffic jam. Father, I anoint these vials of oil in the name of Jesus and let what happens that comes off my head come into their beard and into their skirts all the way down to the soles of their feet. Let a fresh anointing hit this place and hit your people today. Everybody shout in the name of Jesus. So, stay with me. Verse 16, King Saul's servant said, we need to find a man who's a cunning player of the harp, and when the evil spirit comes on you, he'll play and sing, and you'll be well, or you'll be made whole. The Hebrew word for this evil spirit is a spirit of affliction, infirmity, adversity, grief, heaviness, misery, sadness, sorrow, and suicide. See, you're going to have to be prepared in this hour. I mean to minister to your family members that's threatening to commit suicide. And only the anointing can break these yokes. But the fourth benefit of the anointing, it'll drive off evil spirits. Verse 18, verse 18, one of the servants said, I've seen a man like this. He's the son of Jesse. Wait a minute. How? How did he see David when Jesse kept David on the backside of the devil because he was redheaded? And he didn't want everybody to know that was his only redheaded son. And where did that come from? I'm going to leave that to your imagination. So, so, so Jesse would bring, Jesse would bring his family to the temple for, for the feast days. And, and when they would come, they would call on Jesse to bring David up because David had a fresh anointing on his life. He didn't just get up and sing. He, he wasn't just 
arrogantly uh, holding the microphone. You saw Stephen when he was standing up here. God said, watch the anointing hit him when, when he hits the platform. When he hit the platform, see, there's an anointing that you carry on the inside of you, and then there's an anointing that comes when you walk into God's house. Uh, Father, let that anointing hit everybody in the house here today. But it play his harp, and the anointing exposed be part of 18. And, and the servant said, he's a cunning player. The word cunning here means that David had spiritual discernment, knowledge, and perception. In this new season, if you try to walk in your old anointing, in this new season that we're in right now, you're going to get your brains knocked out. You're going to get your eggs scrambled. You're going to have to walk in this fresh anointing that God is. I'm not really. God said, I'm going to release a fresh anointing that gives discernment, knowledge, and perception. See, the, the anointed, the anointing operated David's gift. Okay. The gift didn't operate David. It was the It was that anointing that was in his spirit that knocked the giant down, that ran through troops and leaped over walls. Saul got jealous of him, and he said, I, I got to come up with a plan. I got to kill this boy. He said, I want the foreskins of a hundred Philistine captains. David goes out, comes back in, throws the foreskins down on the palace floor, and Saul said, Holy. There was an anointing. There was an anointing. Oh, see, part of 18. He's a mighty man of, of valor. Now, the, the Hebrew says that David had a force with resources. That's your fifth step right there, and I'm landing this plane. But the anointing carries a force of resources. And I'm just going to give you three of them because I, I know you you, you got you to beat the uh, Baptist to the lunch line. The first resource is an army of angels. Now, David was in the wilderness, but he was never alone. See, the devil will come up and whisper to you and say, you all by yourself in this. Nobody's going to help you. You don't have the resources for this. Baby, you got more resources than you realize when you're carrying the anointing of Almighty God. Shall I have resources? Secondly, the second resource was wealth. And, and when I read that, there's a whole list of them. Look it up for yourself, for a valiant man. But, 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 but when I saw this word wealth, I started to leave that out. And God thumped me on the head and said, don't you dare leave that out. David didn't have money on him, but there was wealth 
in the anointing. If, if you will carry the, it attracts attacks, but if you will carry the anointing and not go places you shouldn't go and watch things you shouldn't watch and be with people you shouldn't be with, that anointing will follow you. And David said, it led me right into a wealthy place. It doesn't matter what your financial situation is today. I'm going to release you here today with a fresh anointing that's going to open doors up for you that you couldn't open for yourself. You're not even going to be qualified, but the anointing is going to open it up. You, you, you're not even going to have the training for it, but the anointing is going to open it up. Remember, Saul said, I'll make the man wealthy that kills this giant. David hadn't forgot that. He wasn't just out there exercising in the valley. He was going after the money that was connected to it. See, I won't go anywhere and do anything where there's not rewards. Uh-oh, that went over bad. <laughs> Thirdly, he's a man of war. He has a warring spirit. You're going to walk out of here today. Stand with me. You're going to walk out of here today with a warring spirit in your spirit man. And I know I, know I didn't even talk to the praise team. I was so wrapped up in all this business this morning. <laughs> but I'm thinking what comes to my spirit right now is that my praise is a weapon. Stephen, get up here and help us. You got a fresh anointing on you. Somebody shout, my praise is a weapon. See, the weapons of our warfare, they're not natural. They're, they're, they're not bombs and swords and, and shields and spears and AK-47s. No. Our praise, our praise is a weapon of warfare. And when you begin praising, I don't want you to come until you get a praise in your heart. But when you can find your praise, see, see, you have to put your praise on. Isaiah said, put on the garment of praise. And spirits of heaviness will lift off of you. Spirits of depression, oppression that is settling across churches. My brother-in-law was, was just in London, and he couldn't believe all the churches that are closed down. John Wesley would roll over in his grave, but, but no anointing. And when there's no, see, people won't come to a place where there's no anointing. And I know that. I said, God, I won't even get up there. I'll just let them call me, and I'll just stand there like a statue. I'm not going up there unless you go with me. He said, you go up there, the anointing will hit you. Don't go by feeling, go by the anointing. Go, go about what you've learned about the anointing. You, you, you've seen leukemia dry up because of the anointing. Th this little girl that I told you about earlier, she had big sores all over her body. They gave her 90 days to live. I anointed her with oil. I called her last year to see how she's doing. She said, I'm doing fine, Bishop. I got two kids. God is no respecter. 
I said he's no respecter. Oh, God have mercy. Now, now, he's a man of war. He had never been to war. That servant was prophesying. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ in God's house, in God's house. He told me to prophesy the spirit of a warrior on you here today. And in the name of Jesus, I prophesy, I prophesy the spirit of a warrior over everything that's under the sound of my voice in this house. I said, well, I got him watching online. He said, I told you to prophesy it on those that were in the house. So you've got the spirit of a warrior right now in the name of Jesus. If you receive that, give God a praise. Go ahead and give him a praise. I said, go ahead and give him a praise. I said, go ahead and shake yourself loose. Go ahead and take off that cloak of heaviness.
Holy Ghost spoke to me. There's 50 people, there's 50 people, not 51, but 50 people that you're needing that fresh anointing. You're, you're needing, you're needing that transition. You're, you're needing the anointing to break. To, now, everybody's going to get a vial here, but there's 50 people. Get a $50 seed and bring it and put it right here, right here in the middle. Just get a $50 seed, put that thing right here in the middle, and I'm going to anoint you with oil. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you right now for a fresh anointing that's breaking breaking these negative thoughts and this spirit of infirmity that the Bosata that's breaking these negative voices that have been coming. In the name of Jesus, I believe you right now, Father, for a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing on Pat's life. Father, I believe you right now. strongholds the anointing will give you the ability to cast down imaginations and every high thing that anoints itself against the knowledge of God father we thank you right now for that fresh anointing get a seed in your hand you God said don't come before my presence empty-handed get a seed of some kind if you can't do 50 do something in the name of Jesus. God bless you. God's anointing is still in the house. Things have been extremely hard for you, but the anointing is softening, softening, softening the attack of the enemy. You've endured hardness, but God said the hardness is over. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ
thank you for it right now, folks. give you and release a fresh anointing on you but I want you to take I want you to take this vial of oil and take it to the hospital okay but not only do I want you to pray 
for your son. I want you to pray for those on the right side and on the left side. You just walk right in there. And when they ask you who you are, you tell them God sent you to that hospital room to anoint them with oil. And when you anoint them with oil, God's going to heal the sick. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, my praise is a weapon. Now, now, Lionel, I like those gold shoes. But God's going to anoint your feet. John, go ahead and anoint his feet right quick. Okay? He's going to anoint your feet so you can run and not be weary. Thank you. So the devil can't cause you to be weary and faint. Thank you. Thank you. David said, I almost fainted. I almost died, the Hebrew says. But the goodness, the goodness of the Lord. Somebody shout, the goodness of the Lord has kept me in the land of the living. Katie, God said it's going to get better. Now that he's released his anointing, everything's going to be better. Mm-hmm. God keeps on getting better. If you receive that, give him one more hand praise.
David was able David had courage under fire when Goliath was cursing and defying the people of God David ran to him because the anointing gave him courage under fire Mm -hmm. And the last thing that the servant said to Saul, he said, God is with him. You want to hang out with people in the second half of this year that you know God is with. Disconnect from those that the blessing of God is not on and stay closer to those, closer to those that the Lord is with. Now, li li listen to me real careful. You can be seated. I, I, know we're, I know we're in the late show now. But God spoke to Gideon. The Midianites had joined the Amorites. And at night, you could see their campfires all through the valley. Gideon was hiding in the mountain when an angel came to him and said, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. And God just instructed me to prophesy those that are still here for the late show that you're a mighty warrior, that he's put a warring spirit in your spirit to where what used to get you down is not going to get you down anymore. But listen to me. Gideon starts arguing with the angel and saying, I, 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 I'm the least in my family. I'm poor. I don't have resources. What, what's your name? Elisha. Elisha. God touched you today, okay, that the enemy caused you to hear things you shouldn't hear and, and see things you shouldn't see. But God is fixing, he's fixing, he's healing your belief system. 
And just like Elisha had a double portion of God's anointing, mm -hmm, I'm going to pray a double portion of God's anointing on you today because God said he's fixing things. First of all, he had to cover you with the blood, okay? So you're covered right now from the top of your head, from the soles. God said, Moses, when the people put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, it's going to be the beginning of the year for them. It's going to be a new beginning. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over Elisha from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you for healing everything in his heart today. And thank you for a double portion. That's what you feel right there. That's what you feel. That's why your heart's pounding right there. That's why your hands are shaking right there. Because that's, the, that's a double portion. You're going to leave here with a double portion of God's anointing. But you're going to have to get in God's word because God's word is anointed. And it'll keep that anointing on your life. Everybody give God a hand praise. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Father. So, Gideon, listen to me. Gideon was rehearsing what the devil had been rehearsing to him. I'm the least of my family. I'm poor. I don't have resources. The anointing will shut up those negative voices and those negative thoughts, okay? It doesn't matter what he says, she says, they said, the attorney says, the court. It don't, none of that matters. It only matters what God says. But Gideon, like some of us, still had doubt, still had fear. Because the tents of the enemy were without number, the scripture says. But the angel comes back. And I know I don't look like an angel to you, but, but God sent me here today to give you this word. The angel said, if you still have doubt... And you still have fear because without faith, we can't place God. But God's so faithful. He said, if you still have doubt, you and Fura, your servant, go down to the enemy's camp. So the angel led them down to the enemy's camp. Gideon only had 300 men. They had thousands hundreds of thousands but the angel led him right to the tent where somebody just woke up and said I just had a nightmare I just dreamed that this huge barley cake came rolling down off the mountain and it crushed all the tents of the Amalekites and the Midianites 
And the fellow servant said, that's the sword of the Lord that's with Gideon. The Lord's going to defeat this whole army. God will even use your enemy to build your faith. <laughs> if you can receive the word of the Lord, let's all stand and give God one more high hand praise. God bless you. I love you. I'll try to pick this back up on Wednesday night. Jesus, the